Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Tuesday, April the 5th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Deb Lutz. And we are here to tackle a 12-game NBA monster slate for the last week of the NBA season here on Tuesday. So it is a big one. How are you doing today, Deb? I'm I'm doing great. I'm I'm anxious to uh, play some DFS tonight. Day off last, you know, yesterday was uh, was painful. It was weird, wasn't it? It was like, what yeah. what is going on? All this free time. <laughs> I know it. Well, we're not going to mess around here. We've got so much to cover. We're not going to uh, take any time out from getting through this twelve gamer and getting you ready for this huge slate tonight. The, the games start at seven. The last. Game starts at 10.30, so we have tons of action to get through. Um, this is uh, podcast is presented by uh, our wonderful partners at Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space. And with your first deposit, you get all the way up to 100 bucks in match. So definitely a good thing to jump in and take advantage of. All right, here we go. First game on the slate, Deb, we've got the Philadelphia 76ers at the Indiana Pacers. Philly by double digits here, 11.5, but a very healthy 233.5 total. 122.5 implied for Philly, 111 for the Indiana Pacers. So as far as any injuries in this game, none listed for Philly at all, but we do have three important Pacers on the list for questionable. That's Bataze, Brogdon, and McConnell. And the Brogdon stuff drives me insane. I don't even want to go there. But <laughs> those are the three questionable plays here. Uh, statistical set real quickly. We've got Philadelphia 28th in pace, Indiana 17th. So pretty solid total for two slower teams like that. Philadelphia is 10th defensively. Indiana giving up points by the bushel loads. They are 28th. So what is your initial feel here with Philly, Indiana? Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's an interesting game to to start out with. I think there's a few things going on here. Um on the Philly side, you know, we've we've all been going to Embiid a lot. He's been sort of the, you know, tried and true stalwart. Right. And uh, he's priced, you know, priced accordingly, uh, 11-6 on FanDuel, 12K on DK. And, you know, I think he's a fine play again tonight, yeah. except this could be a blowout. And right. if it's a blowout, you know, I've got to believe Doc at some point starts to say, hey, we've been, you know, we've been really relying on this guy and he's lumbering down the court, kind of see him every night. And you're like, Oh geez, you know, is he going to be able to make it through the playoffs? So I think that it's possible that he gets a few less minutes as a result tonight and maybe doesn't quite hit that, um, you know, that five X plus 10 that we need on such a high salary. So All I right. think I'm going to stay away from him tonight on this slate. Um, but I'm turning my attention to uh, the guy, uh, you know, his partner on the other part of the court in Harden. I kind of yeah. like his pricing tonight against this matchup. 9-8 um, on FanDuel, 10-4 on DK. Um, I haven't picked him a ton, 
but the Pacers give up the fifth most fantasy, fantasy points to point guards. I think yeah. he's, uh, you know, he's starting to feel a little more, uh, you know, he, he gets the offense. I think his injury is a little bit behind him, and and I like him tonight. Um, Maxi, uh, you know, also not a bad play, particularly in FanDuel at 5'3". He's a little too high on DK at 6'4". Um, but, uh, you know, he's 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 always good for around that amount. I mean, since Harden's come in, he hasn't had a lot of – blow up games. Um, but, uh, but I think he's, he's pretty solid. Um, so that's who I'm looking at on the Philly side on the, uh, indie side of things, you know, it, it's, it, it is kind of unclear what the, um, uh, back, what the front court situation looks like. Um, right. and I need to wait to hear some of that news, but Brissette looks like he's playing and he's, he's really been the, the offensive weapon on this depleted Pacers team. And at five, nine, on FanDuel, 6-1 on DK. I think that's a, a fair price on him. Um, I may also keep, as one of my GPP flyers, I may also keep um, Lance in the in the consideration set. Oh, okay. He seems to get up for the big games. And this is clearly, you know, one that's a little bit uh, more more interesting, um, you know, with, uh, with Philly being as good as they are. So, um, you know, a little bit of a flyer, but... Um, Three seven on on Fanduel and three nine on DK. He may be someone in a GPP lineup that I take a, a good look at. Yeah, and you know this game to me, it seems like one of those games where you either just dive into it or you you know stay away from it. There's not much in between because you have some salaried guys that are going to cost a bit, and you can make a case for for a lot of them. I'm not going to dive in head first though. I just think this game could get out of control. Um, Indiana seems to have really mailed it in and, and beat, you know, 12 K with this big of a slate. I get it. He's been up there every game, but I just think maybe they take it easy on him a little bit. If they get a good lead here, I would, I'm with you though. I would go Harden before and beat. And I don't think I've done that in weeks, <laughs> but at 10, four on DraftKings, and even a little better on FanDuel, I think he's, the guy I go to uh, on the Philly side, if I do go to anybody. Um, with Indy, the only two guys I'm looking at right now, but again, you can't, we'll have the news because it's an early yeah, game, but Hild and Brissett, both in the 6K range, um, I think are both playable. Uh, I think they both make sense. And Halliburton, just a little bit too much for me. Yeah. So not crazy about this early game. Want the Pacers news. And hopefully Embiid doesn't uh, bury us early on here because, man, he has been absolutely on fire. All right. Game two, Cleveland Cavaliers, Orlando Magic, also a 7 o'clock game. Cleveland's favored by 8.5. It's a 218.5 total. 113.5 for Cleveland, 105 for the Orlando Magic. As far as health-wise, Jared Allen is listed as doubtful, so at least he's getting closer. Uh, Mobley is out, so they're going to play this game without their two bigs. Huge confusion every day with Orlando. That seems like it's going to be like that all week. They've got Cole Anthony, Schofield Suggs, and Franz Wagner, all questionable. Wendell Carter already listed out. So obviously tank mode, trying to get some guys minutes. Uh, makes it very, very difficult. So that is not a fun thing. But it is early, uh, 7 o'clock game, so we should have 
uh, a good feel for who they're actually going to play. Um, the game set here, Cleveland 26th in pace, Orlando 11th, and then uh, 6th defensively for Cleveland, Orlando is down at 20th. So, you know, 113 implied and a half for Cleveland and 105 for Orlando isn't very exciting mm-hmm. with 24 teams playing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What do you got? Yeah, I, uh, boy, I do not like this backcourt situation for Orlando at all. Um, I think, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, regardless of, of the news, I think, you know, none of these guys seem to be showing up to play. Fultz is on a right. restriction, so you don't want to go to him. So um, there's not a lot I like at all on Orlando. Bamba is a good price at, on, on FanDuel at 5-4. Uh, might be someone if you're looking to you know go low at the center position. Um, but uh, I'm really not excited about Orlando at all. Um, on the Cleveland side of things, you know, slight pace up for them. Um, there are a few guys I like, uh, particularly given how weak Orlando's defense is. Um, you know, Levert seems to be one of these, uh, you know, victims of mispricing on FanDuel. He's at 5'4 yeah. still. That's he's ridiculous. Seven, yeah, he's 7K on DK, yeah. 5'4, and he's starting now. And, you know, I mean, he can light it up on any night. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I like him here. Um, I also like the, the power forwards. Um, the um, Magic are the second worst against uh, defensively against power forwards in the league. Markinen and Love are both cheap, um, given the minutes they're getting and the matchup. They're at 5-3 and 5-5, respectively, on FanDuel, and just 5-5 and 5-7 on DK. So I'm not going to take both here, but I right. I, I, w- I am going to go with one. Um, and I'm leaning towards Markinen right now. Um, okay. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's I think they're they're in a good spot there, and I think too cheap to, uh, to give up on. They'll make some other things work out in the lineup. Um, and, um, you know, that's probably it for me. You could go Brown, um, uh, you know, considering he's hit five, you know, he's hit basically the five plus 10 in two of his last four starts and the D is not that great on Orlando, but I think you've got, uh, better options. So, um, well, I think there's some good pricing here, given the pace in the line, I probably only want at most two players from this game. Yeah. You know, I like this game a little bit more than I probably should. So, I'm hoping as the day goes on and we get news and different value opening up, I'll, I'll probably make a, a few pivots. But, I mean, I know the numbers are low here, but first of all, Levert, free square, 100% play on FanDuel, misprice, you have to play. And I even think he's in play at 7K on DraftKings. That's how much of a good spot I think he's in. So that's one thing uh, for sure. I do think Moses Brown is cheap. I mean, yeah. finally facing – I mean, he had to go against Embiid and all these other guys. He's facing a guy that he's, you know, not much different than in Mo Bamba. And I think if he gets the minutes and it stays close enough long enough, which Vegas thinks it's, you know, only an eight-and-a-half spread, I know it's a center spot on a monster slate. But if I can get two super cheap guys like that and they both get 30 minutes because Cleveland wants to win. They're fighting yeah, yeah. for positionality in the playoffs. So I do like that that value on that side. I don't blame you for marketing. He's super cheap. Uh, Love's super cheap, but he burned me the other day. So, I'm, you know, uh, sort of a little tentative 
when it comes to K-Love. But I do like some of these Cleveland guys. And then depending on the news with Orlando, if they are rotating bunches of guys out, there's some great value there. I mean, Mo Wagner, I talk about him all the time. Uh, but at 4-2, when he gets 25 minutes, that guy puts up fantasy points. He is a fantasy point guy. And I'm as crazy as it sounds on this monster slate, just another way to buy up to have three buy-up guys if yeah. you know if, if you get some exposure here. So I first of all will have the news, so I need to know who's in for Orlando. But I know Deb, this is weird, but I may have two guys from Cleveland and as many as two for Orlando. Wow. I know it's, it's, <laughs> it's totally unique. It's it's contrarian. It seems, uh, you know, a little wild, but the, just the value to the minutes played in a game that sets you up to buy up all over the place, yeah. uh, I'll be watching it closely. But if Orlando brings, you know, plays all those guys, I may not have anybody from that side. So my, my contrarian move of the day is going to be to utilize this game when I think a lot of people are going to look at it and say, I don't want this nightmare in Orlando, Cleveland's slow defensive team, and they're going to move on. And I think there's some diamonds in this game. I really do. Hey, that's, that's often what, uh, you know, brings those takedowns, right? You got to pick them out. There's no doubt. Cause it'll be one of the lower owned games. I think, although, I mean, I, people are not going to pass so. on LeVert on FanDuel. There's no, 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 but the other pieces. Possibly. Right. I agree. Exactly. All right, let's move to the next time frame. There's three 7.30 games. The first one's the Houston Rockets and Brooklyn Nets. How about this line? Brooklyn by 17 and a half. <laughs> it's a 244 and a half total, which is wonderful, but 17 and a half. Uh, 113.5 for Houston. And I have not seen this this year. 131. There has not been a 130 implied total all year. Crazy. It is a lot, and that is nuts. As far as anybody in or out in this game, Houston, nobody, because they've already had a bunch of guys they ruled out for the rest of the year. Excuse me. Brooklyn has Seth Curry and James Johnson questionable. Uh, Drogic and Simmons are out. Drogic, I think, tested positive for COVID, believe it or not. Mm. I know. So uh, – that is a bit weird, but as far as the game set here, Houston two, second in pace. So, of course, everybody targets Houston games. Brooklyn is 10th, so they get it up and down. Worst defense in the league for Houston, only 16th for Brooklyn. That's why you're seeing these big numbers. I will say this, though, because it comes in slightly into play here. It's the first night of a back-to-back -back for Brooklyn, yep. and yep. that makes some kind of a difference. So. I'm very interested in your take here because there are a lot of things to be afraid of, but there are some things that can take down a tournament for you. So yep. what are you going to do here, Deb? Yep. Um, this I totally think this game is a blowout. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that brings a lot of risk. But I also think that if it's going to be a blowout, it's got to be from Irving and Durant going crazy. So, um, you know, the question is, can you get the value out of either or both of these guys with basically playing for three quarters? And I think where I'm leaning is we can get it done with Irving. 
Okay. Um, his pricing, he's down to 9K on FanDuel. Um, yeah, the, the pricing is so messed up between the two. It's a little two. wacky. It's a little wacky. dollars difference to DraftKings. He's 10 yeah. 6 on DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm much more inclined to go after him on FanDuel and, and fit him in. But, yeah. uh, you know, even knowing that he may not play full-time because of the back-to-back um, I do think I do think he's a good solid play. I think he, okay. he lights it up against uh, Houston. Um, you know, on the other side of things, I feel like Durant needs to get his full run in order to uh, make value at his price point because he's a little pricier. So I'm more likely to lean Irving versus Durant in this one. I feel like I can't pass on both of them, and right. I also don't want the risk of uh, of of having both. So okay. I'm leaning Irving. Um, you know, um, with Curry, um, game time decision, you know, they'll stick Mills in there, but man, Mills played 30 minutes the last game with 0.7 fantasy points. I, I just, I can't trust that guy. He's, he's burned me too, burned me too many times. Yeah. He's really been slumped the last yeah. month. So. Yeah. yeah. So until he starts to heat up, I just, I just can't go there maybe in the playoffs, but, but not now. No. Um, but, you know, I could see Cam Thomas getting some run here with uh, yeah. with them, you know, sitting some of the uh, um, the starters. And he is min price. Uh, he's, uh, you know, thirty five hundred on DK and thirty five hundred on FanDuel. So yeah. he's someone that I that I like today for value. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I really I'm, I'm struggling at center. Uh, you know, Houston's the worst team in the league against centers. We know Drummond's, you know, only going to get 25 minutes or so, and he's priced up a bit, but he could also smash in that time. And then you have Claxton, who's at 4K, and he's the cheaper option. Um, right. He may get some extra run. So I'd be very interested to hear your your thoughts on that, uh, because I I just don't know, to, you know, whether or not to stay away or uh, or go after one of those guys, hoping maybe you've got some additional insight. And then uh, – and then on, <laughs> I'm having dog issues here. Maybe Champ's got some additional insight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Houston side of things, um, you know, we've been, uh, you and I have both been rolling with Green a lot, and he's done real well for us. But does he get yeah. the Bruce Brown defense? That's the question. More than likely. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, you know, that could make him a little tough. Um, Sanguine, you know, or Sang- was it Shenzhen? Shenzhen? Shenzhen. Shenzhen. Jen Goon is the play for me here um, on okay. the Houston side. He's he's my favorite and potentially my only Houston pick. At okay. And and six seven on DK. Right. You there or I lose you? No, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I cut yeah. for a second. So um, curious your, your thoughts on uh, in particular the center position on uh, on. Brooklyn and do you go for anyone in the in the backcourt on uh, Houston you know this this game is so tough to figure I mean it is a scary game because like I said in in the intro to it you you don't want to miss out on a 70 burger from somebody but how do you risk you know also spending up and getting 40 from them it's not going to cut it um you know, maybe I, the second, maybe the second lineup where you're like all in on this game. <laughs> I mean, I think you could play a GPP and stack the heck out of this game, and that could take something down. It's possible, but you know, for my hand built cash lineup, I just I'm I'm too worried about 
going too deep here. I have a tendency to drift more towards Durant than Irving. Uh, I know he's a thousand more on DraftKings, and I get it on FanDuel. It's ridiculous. It's he's so underpriced. So it's going to be different per site. But I mean, Durant, I think takes advantage of the time out there a little bit. But I'm not racing to any of these guys. I there's a very good possibility, and it sounds uh, really nuts. But I, I don't know if I'm going to have anybody from this game. I mean, I'm sure people are watching. If you're watching for the first time, I'm not crazy. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he's talking about. Yeah, coach is stacking a 218 and a half game and passing on a 244 and a half game. They're going to think I'm nuts. But it's just, you know, if this does blow out, and it should at some point, you're going to lose minutes and you're going to lose, you know, that punch. And I just, I'm really worried about it. You know, I I think the two guys for Houston that I'm going to consider are Porter. <coughs> excuse Bless me. Bless Double. Porter and Green. Two sneezes, one each for the backcourt of Houston. Um, those are the two guys that I'd consider, one or the other. No love for Shingun? You know, Shingun I like. I really do. But he's 6'7 now. And there's so many centers, and I either want to go super value or probably super buy-up. So I do like Jim Goon. I, you know, he's effective, but at that price now, I'm starting to get a little touchy. Plus, if it blows out, these guys aren't completely blowout proof. You'll see some Bruno Fernando in there. Uh, and so I'm just a little concerned of the minutes if this game tilts as much as I think it will. Um so really, you know, if I decide to go here, probably uh, either Porter or Green on, on the Houston side and probably just go right for the gusto and take a shot at Durant uh, getting enough minutes. But I'm not as I'm not comfortable with the backups now. Again, you know, if the guys are out for Brooklyn that are questionable, they are going to be thinner. And you're right. You're going to get. Cam Johnson, Kessler Edwards, you're going to get some of those guys in there that haven't been playing that much. Bruce Brown could get some extra run at 5-3. I mean, if you want to go with a cheap option there, it's a little riskier, but it certainly can pay off. And like you mentioned, some of these guys are dirt cheap. I mean, uh, Cam Johnson, is, as you mentioned, he's min on Fandle at 3-5. But uh, he's also 3-5 on DraftKings where Min's 3K, but he's down there close. Right. Edwards only 3-4, James Johnson 3-1. You know, you've got some really cheap options if they do go to the bench and you get 25 minutes from some of these guys. So, again, it's not a clear picture. It's a little bit difficult. I'm sure I'll have some exposure, but it's not going to be the game for me where I stack 2-2 two, two, or 2-3. Two, uh, but I do think some people will do that. All right, next 7.30 game, the second one. It's the Charlotte Hornets and the Miami Heat. Miami's a five-and-a-half point favorite. It's a 226-and-a-half total. 110-and-a-half implied for Charlotte, 116 implied for Miami. Uh, as we look at this, i got to shut this door because I'm having dogs. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. New dog. 
uh, here with Chance. It's ah, okay. It's the secondary dog creating the issue. Um, okay, so where was I? Atlanta, Toronto? No, Charlotte, my, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Miami. Yes, okay, Charlotte, Miami. No injuries listed for my uh, Charlotte. Miami has a million uh, questionables. Just what we love in DFS, of right? Lots of certainty. How about Deadman, Lowry, Martin, Morris, Tucker, and Vincent? All questionable. <laughs> so have fun figuring this one out, uh, oh, yeah. everybody. Um, so let's take a look a uh, couple of things statistically. First of all, uh, Miami's five-and-a-half-point favorite. I know I mentioned this, but I want to reiterate it. 116 implied for Miami, 110-and-a-half for Charlotte. Charlotte is fifth in pace, but Miami's second slowest team in the league. And then from a defensive standpoint, we know Charlotte definitely not playing good defense. 24th, Miami is fifth. So we've got a lot of, you know, weird stuff here. We know who's playing for Charlotte. We don't know who's playing for Miami. Different types of approaches to this. What now, this one is one that is you got to scratch your head on. Yeah, yeah, another another tough matchup. I mean, particularly, I think you get a lot of these right last week of the season. You know, a lot of uh, game time decisions on guys. Um, yep. I do think I'm going to put a stake in the ground. I do think Lowry. He's a little beat up. I think he's unlikely to play. I think they rest okay. him. Right you now, an old older guy and all that. Um, and given that, and given. Uh, Butler's pricing. I really like Butler a lot here. I think right. he's yeah. um, seven six on FanDuel, eight four on DK. He looks like the one guy who is a lock to play at this point. Right. He get he'll be handling the ball more with Lowry out, particularly if Vincent is out. Um, he could get more assists added to his uh, his total, and he got a pace up game against Charlotte. I really like Butler here. Um, Sharp. The, the question, you know, gets into, well, who starts if Lowry's out, right? And, and Vincent also being a game-time decision. There's, a, there's an off chance that Oladipo gets the start, which, makes him, which makes him intriguing at, yeah. um, on FanDuel at 3,500. He is 5,600 on DK, so that's a little yeah. bit, you, you don't want to take a flyer there. But on no. FanDuel at the, at the minimum 35, Oladipo, I mean, if we can get some shades of old Oladipo and we, he gets, you know, 25, 30 minutes, yeah. it could be a really interesting play that I think, you know, possibly he gets some ownership if he does start, but, um, but something to uh, to take a look at. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, on the, you know, Struess could be an option if if um, if he starts and if Martin's out, again, it's, it's going to be a minutes play. Um, you know, Struess will get uh, Rogier defense, which is pretty solid. But um, but if he starts putting up that three ball against the faster paced Charlotte team, he can easily um, hit his value there. So we'll see yeah. if if I, I if if Cody Martin is in, I like him better than Struess. Um, yeah. But one of those two could also be a, a nice value play. Um, on the Charlotte side, I don't, um, I don't love it with the pace down and the, and the really solid Miami defense. I think their prices are a little elevated right now. And guys mm -hmm. like Washington, who we relied on um, with, uh, who were some of the, he was one of the uh, more, uh, more of a value play. You know, he's, he's going back to the bench with Hayward now starting. So I'm less right. interested in him. Um, you could take a flyer on Hayward. 
Um, his minutes will, I'm sure, still be limited, but he's only uh, 4.4 on FanDuel. I actually don't have a price for him on DK. 4.8. Um, yeah. 4.8? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, um, it's 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 if I get any information on how many minutes he's going to play and it's it's above, you know, 28, um, mm-hmm. he's someone that I'm that I'm interested in. Um for sure. But, uh, but other than that, I'm, I'm actually gonna, um, I'm gonna stay away from Charlotte. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm staying away from Charlotte as well. I, I think Hayward will be limited without question. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not even going to go there on this big of a slate. Um, you know, this is the game with the two Martins uh, twins. Cody's on Charlotte. I think you called Caleb on Miami. Oh, did I? <laughs> So you've got too many Trump Martins. Too many Martins. It's Caleb who I who I want. Right, exactly. <laughs> and you can't tell them apart, by the way. They're so that, identical. They're so identical. Exactly. Yeah. But so I'm not even gonna look at Charlotte. It's you know, pace down, good defense, Miami, etc. It just doesn't make sense to pay those elevated prices for ball, Rogier Bridges, and all those guys. I do like the heat a lot here, though. They're still trying to win with all these other guys rotating in and out. You know, to me, you've got the three main guys well in play. Tyler here is only 6'6". He'll get some additional run of point if Lowry does sit. And I'm with you. I think Lowry may sit. And even if Lowry doesn't, I think Hero's reasonable play. Jimmy Butler at 8'4", and Bam 7'9", on DraftKings. Sub-8 Bam is is big stuff for me. So I think this is where I'm going to, again, take a little bit of a different approach and probably roll out you know, two of the Miami uh, guys here, either Butler and Hero if Lowry sits or maybe Bam and Hero, or I could go with just Butler and Bam. So I'm not afraid to spend that more mid-level to lower high-level price on these guys with saving all of the, the value elsewhere. Because one thing Charlotte does is they give a lot of points, but they generally hang in some games and that Vegas only has this as a five and a half spread. So I think uh, we could see some some good ceiling games from some of these heat uh, studs. I'm totally with you. I just keep getting burned by Bam. So that's where I stay away from him. But I don't I don't blame you at all on that one. I mean, he's at seven, nine. That is that is real cheap. So would love well, to see a ceiling game from him tonight. If you're passing on him, then I'm playing him for sure. Because you, you take know, him. <laughs> you take them <laughs> exactly but i'm not right, passing on butler so all right the third thirty <laughs> game deb it's atlanta and toronto toronto by four 226 total 111 implied for atlanta 115 for toronto this is an interesting game at least this game makes some sense <laughs> so compared yeah. to some of these other ones. <laughs> For Atlanta, you've got questionable tags on Bogdanovich and Gallinari. Those are very, very important. We already know Collins is out. And then Toronto's questionable chat tag is on Ananobi, another important piece that we may need to know. Uh, Watanabe's out. So um, it is – this game is interesting to me. I think there's potential for a solid-fought game. It is the first night of a back-to-back for Atlanta. Not sure after this break if that makes that much big of a difference, but they are trying to win. Uh, They are 19th in pace and Toronto 25th. That's my biggest concern. Are these teams going to play fast enough to have enough possessions? 
It does help that Atlanta's defense is 26th. Uh, Toronto's defense is all the way up to eight. So uh, this game has intrigue and some potential. I don't think it's a smash spot. Is there anybody that's diving out at you in this one? Van Vliet. Van Vliet, Van Vliet is diving out at me at 7-4 um, on FanDuel, 8-1 on DK. He's one of my favorite plays of the night. Um, yep. You know, uh, Trey Young defense is nothing to be afraid of. And um, it's an important game for Toronto. It's at home. Van Vliet has been playing really solidly since he's been back from injury. He's the yeah. leader on that team. And um, I, I, I like him a lot here. Um, you know, there's also a couple other guys I'm eyeing on, on the Toronto side of things. I think they're, I think they're playing well. Um, mm -hmm. I think the Anub the Anubi news will be uh, important for me because I do really like Barnes. And I think if, um, if Anubi's out, I like him even more. Um, he's six, four on FanDuel, seven, two on DK. Um, I think that, um, you know, Toronto is going to take advantage of Atlanta's weak defense. I think Barnes has, you know, the right kinds of skills for this kind of a game. You could see him, yeah. you know, getting assists and rebounds and stocks and um, uh, filling up the stat sheet. So I like him a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, Trent on FanDuel, again, FanDuel has seemed to have some, some interesting pricing uh, the past week or so. It's like they've given up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's only 5,100 on FanDuel. It is an excellent value, um, yeah. again, against uh, Atlanta's defense. So um, so I'm probably coming away with, um, you know, two guys from the Atlanta side, uh, from the Toronto side, definitely Freddie, and then either Barnes or Trent. Um, and on the Atlanta side, I'm, I'm, I'm less excited. It's just, you know, from night to night, it's really hard to figure out who's going to um, hit value between Hunter and Herter and Bogdanovich and Gallinari. Now, if right. Bogdanovich and Gallinari both sit, I think it makes the picture a little bit easier for some of those other guys. Um, I'm still not going to go with Trey Young. Um, his, you know, uh, given, given all the other players on the slate, I like someone like a Harden better. Um, I think right. that Toronto's defense is good and the pace is down. So I think that's right. going to limit Trey's upside a little bit. Um, and I think you said first night of a back-to-back. -back, so I think that yeah. limits his, his minutes a little bit. So I'm going to stay away from Young um, and um, possibly look at Capella. He'd be my favorite play at 6'5". Um, at um, but, but not, you know, he's, he's kind of mid-tier mid on, uh, uh, on my player list in terms of center. So um, he's not, it's not a, uh, hey, definitely go for him. It's more of a, I'm going to consider him. Right. Uh, somewhat similar uh, idea here for me. I like Van Vliet the best. I think he's underpriced, whatever the algorithm created the price for maybe that game he sat when they had the fire in the speaker and all that crazy stuff. <laughs> um, but his price seems to have come down enough. He is the leader out there, and I, I love him at that price. So Van Vliet's my favorite play on the Toronto side. Uh, Trent underpriced a lot. So just by that uh, you know, piece alone makes me interested there. And if uh, OG Ananobi plays, probably not going to go there, but it does somewhat take a little bit away of the potential for a Barnes or Siakam or Boucher or somebody like that. So I do want to search for that news. 
On the Atlanta side, I'm just it's I'm gonna find the news. I know this is 30 minutes after lock, but there's plenty of swappability potential here. Because if they do play Bogdanovich and Gallinari, then it's gonna be a wash for me. I'm, I'm probably not gonna go anywhere with Atlanta. But if one or two of them sit, for me, it brings Kevin Herter into play because he's only 5'2 on DraftKings. Generally, if those guys sit, he's going to get 30 minutes plus. And at that price, I think it's very fair. Same thing, same type of uh, theory with DeAndre Hunter. He's only 4'8. So you're getting two guys that, depending on the news on, on you know, the other two that take big minutes in Bogdanovich and Gallinari, would become super value with 30 plus minutes. So I'm going to be following that news closely and we'll determine whether I'm able to slide one of those guys uh, or even two uh, from the Atlanta side. So not my favorite game, but I think the Van Fleet play is sharp. I'm with you there. And if we can get two super value guys based on the scenario of who's in and out on like a Trent Herter type of uh, situation, again, you know, just more into that stars and scrubs building and lets you get a couple of more big plays. So what's your, what's your thought on uh, Capella? Do you think Siakam guard can guard him? What's uh... you know, I, the problem with Capella is he has not had those explosive games that he's had in past years. He's older. He's sharing too much. Even with Collins out, he's still chopping the game up with a Kongu. And then when Gallinari's in there, he'll get some rebounds. And, and they're not just – Siakam's not just stuck on him. They're going to play Achua, Boucher, Birch. You know, so he's going to get some fresh center bodies on him. And, it, you know, at six, even at 6'5", I just – too much of a risk for me to take up a center spot with him uh, mm-hmm. with, with 24 teams playing. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks. All right. 8 o'clock. Washington Wizards, Minnesota Timberwolves, Minnesota by 12 and a half, 237 and a half total, 112 and a half implied for Washington, 125, big number for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Questionable for, or I should say out for Washington are Carey and, of course, Kyle Kuzma, which leaves that door open. Minnesota, it looks like Beasley will be back. He is probable. And the guy that looks like he will not play is Jaden McDaniels. Uh, He is uh, doubtful. So interesting game here as well. You know, nice total for Minnesota. They've been on a hot streak. Washington's on the first night of a back-to-back. They've already mailed it in. Um, Minnesota, it's an island game for them. Washington has continued to play slow and bad. They're 23rd in pace. Minnesota is the fastest pace team in the NBA. Washington's defense, also abysmal, 25th. Minnesota in the upper half, now respectable 13th. So the first question, is this a blowout potential game? And is that going to affect how you build this or not build this uh, into your lineup? Yeah, it's a great question. Um who did Washington play? Let's see. Washington on Friday night played someone in, uh, I thought, oh, Boston. Right. And I thought, uh, nah, it won't blow out. They're going to hang in there. And boy, did it blow out. So yeah. you are correct. Washington is just mailing it in at this point. Uh, and they just don't have the, they don't have the players to compete. No. Um, 
So I think there's risk there. Home game in Minnesota. They they've been playing really well. Um, but you know, different from the 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 prior blowout potential game with Brooklyn, um, I think that the pricing here is is a little bit better. Where you can you know you can take a chance again if you know at a two thirty four total if it blows out. You need a lot of scoring from Minnesota. So yeah, 237 um, and a half now. 237 oh, and a half. Okay. They've updated oh, yeah. that since last night. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a really juicy total. Mm-hmm. Um, and a 125 plus from from uh Minnesota. So they're gonna need to 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 score. Um, and so I do I do like some players um on the Minnesota side in particular. Um, you know, <laughs> Russell, he, you know, put him on that list. I mean, he comes out with a 40, almost a 44 fantasy points and his price doesn't move. No. You know, I mean, five, three on FanDuel is crazy, you know, I so. Why. I really, I FanDuel, think, I think has just said, all right, let's get ready for baseball. I, I don't know what's okay. going on. <laughs> I got too many, like, you know, free squares at the shooting guard position to, uh, you know, to really play anyone legit. I know. Um, so uh, I do like him, even with KCP defending him. Uh, I think that's just way too cheap. Um, but then, you know, Edwards is also a really good price. Uh, 7K on FanDuel, 7,500 on DK. Yeah. Uh, he's playing really well. Um, I see that, con- you know, I see that continuing tonight. I like I like Edwards actually a little bit better than Russell tonight, particularly if KCP guards Russell. Um, I do like right. him overall. So it's going to come down to probably site management because I would certainly pick Edwards on DK where they're priced closer. FanDuel, it may just be a function of, of salary. Um, but I think overall Edwards has the better performance tonight. Um, and I think Cat may be my top center option on the slate. Um, Washington is wow. one of the worst teams defending the center position and Kat's been on an absolute tear. Um, eight, three on FanDuel and nine, five on DK. I think that's a really fair price. I think he can absolutely smash it. Um, and there's just, you know, there's, they, there's really, they've got no, no defense that they're throwing out there on, on the Washington side against centers. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to come away with, this could be where I, where I spend up a bit, um, you sure. know, put some, put some money against, uh, Minnesota on this game and fingers crossed that it's, uh, it's not a blowout. Um, on the Washington side, I'm really hard pressed to find anyone that I get excited about. Um, Hashimura is a, is a good value at under 5k on both sites. Um, so he's someone who will be in my player pool if I'm looking for some value at the power forward position. Um, and, uh, that's about it. Interesting. I, you know, this again, you know, back, this is like backwards day for me. It's, it's really <laughs> funny. It's, it's so unique. And, you know, I, I looked through this, worked hard to prepare and kept thinking, why am I fading some of these high total games and jumping on the low total games? But it's, it's, you know, makes sense. It's the last week of the season. You have all these opposite things going on that it, Sometimes it's going to play out that way, but you're, you know, you're going to be surprised. I'm not, I don't like this game. I'm going to more than likely pass it completely. And it's a wow. 237 and a half total, but there are multiple reasons. Number one, even though, um, you know, the total's high, they're both teams are going uh, deep enough, especially Minnesota, you know, after Russell Beverly Edwards Vanderbilt and towns, they're getting minutes for Beasley Prince McLaughlin Reed, 
even a little Noel, Okogi got in the other day. So, you know, in a blowout scenario, which I think, again, Washington is just somewhat quick, um, I just don't want to spend way up for these guys to get half a run when I have so many choices. And then, you know, the guys you'd look at for value, like Sato, we've played recently. He'll probably get some Pat B uh, defense. And, you know, they're using Avdia and Ish Smith and Gill and Gafford. And, you know, maybe even Neto or Bryant gets in for some of the minutes. So I just I just don't like the feel of it. I think it it's going to be lopsided, and I don't think they're going to need anybody to play crunch time minutes. So I'm moving on. Okay. All right. Well, I, I think I'm seeing a couple of different uh, builds here tonight. That's for sure, which is good for, uh, you know, good for members. You have some different options to look at. It is. It is. And your your build makes more sense initially. <laughs> certainly more contrarian. But, you know, you got to play the cards you're dealt and, and, and the way you see them, you know. So uh, I'm, I'm going with it that way. I will All say right. we're – Halfway through, six games down, six to go. So we're going at a pretty good clip here. We're going to keep this moving. Just yep. want to say perfect time to join us. Tomorrow is uh, two days we are have until the start of the Major League Baseball season. This is the perfect time to come and join us. Tomorrow's also the start, uh, or we'll be posting everything for the Masters on Thursday. So DFSCoachTalk.com, we focus on four main sports. We don't try to tell you who's going to win at uh, skeet shooting. We're, we're following the NBA, NFL, MLB, and PGA, and we're going to give you the best breakdown, full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, a coach's clipboard on DraftKings. We're going to go through all statistically, even though we hand build uh, and don't just dump things into an optimizer and strictly use that. We do use an optimizer. We do use all of the tools, the you know, ownership tools, projection tools, uh, variance, you know, bomb tools, all the stuff that, that you use to build, but we're still narrowing it down to what we feel most people do. And they're playing two, three lineups, maybe sometimes even one. You know, there's not a lot of players of the majority of players that, that do DFS that are able to invest 150 full lineups in a ton of contests. And that's great. And if you do it, go for it. But we're trying to make, uh, you know, what we're recommending uh, the norm so that when you get home, you know, we've done all this work. You may be getting in from work and you're trying to listen to a podcast and get things together. We're pulling all of those pieces together, helping you hand build what we feel are your best uh, opportunity to win in the lineups that you're playing. So we do that every day in those four sports. We're going to be doing it tomorrow for the Masters and uh, the next day after that for Major League Baseball. And then obviously Deb and I will be providing basketball lineups. Gundacker and I are on tomorrow to do the NBA. So we've got just an all-star team here. We're putting all those pieces together. Check us out. Go to dfscoachtalk.com. Just dip your toe in the water. Three days, 10 bucks. Can't beat it. And if you do it now, you get the Masters, you get the NBA, and you get, uh, obviously, the beginning of Major League Baseball. So we would love to have you join us. All right, let's hit these final six. Another 8 o'clock game, Deb. It is the Portland Trail Blazers at the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
Thunder favored by four and a half. You don't say that very often. <laughs> 222 and a half total. 109 implied for Portland. 113 and a half implied for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, injuries, Josh Hart, um, Trendon Watford, and Justice Winslow all out for Portland. Trey Mann and Kenrich Williams out for Oklahoma City. Statistically, we look at this game, Portland 14th in pace, Oklahoma 12th, so not bad. Defense, not good for Portland, second worst in the league, Oklahoma City 15th. So, you know, this could be a couple sneaky players here. Does anybody jump out for you here? I feel like this game could be the key to to the takedowns tonight. Okay. Because there are some sneaky plays here, and and getting them right is going to be uh, going to be important. Um, Portland side. So um, Macklemore uh, has been getting his shots up, and with few offensive weapons on Portland, I think he's going to continue to get them up. Um, he's yeah. only four three on DK and four yeah. five on Fanduel. So he's a value play. Again, unfortunately, the shooting guard position, which we seem to have lots of them tonight. All value, but, too. Yeah, exactly. So it looks like the value sl- slot for tonight. Um, you know, I'm also going to consider uh, Brandon Williams at um, 6,600 on DK. Um, yeah. He's, you know, he's been hitting that value a lot. Um, and I think against uh, OKC's um, backcourt, I think um, it's a good spot for him. Um I'm probably less excited about the Portland guys um, than I am about the um, uh, than I am about the OKC guys. I'm not really excited about anyone else on Portland. Eubanks is just priced too high at that center position, um, yeah. and then I think you have you have some guys who get minutes but are just really weak offensively. You know the the LBs of the world. Um, so I'm probably going to focus a little more on OKC. Um, I I uh, I don't trust Maladon at seventy three hundred. Um, he's got some great games, but then he's got some real busts. And yeah. when I see him play, I I'm just uh, not as excited about him. But I will consider, and I'm going to totally mess up this guy's name, Crazy, Crazy. You know what? It's funny because when he was injured all season, and I couldn't pronounce his name, I asked our viewers, and somebody sent in the pronunciation for me. It's Crazy. Crazy. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. Not bad. There you go. Crazy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, um, he's starting and he, he's filling out the stat sheet pretty well. Yeah. And he's only yeah. uh, four, three on FanDuel, four, six on DK. So yeah. again, against this really weak Portland uh, defense, uh, uh, he's someone that I'm, I'm definitely going to consider. Um, the other guy would be Wiggins. Um, similarly priced four five on FanDuel, five K on DK. He scored 39 against Portland in his last outing against them. Oh, so yeah. and he's yeah. he's also starting. So those are those are the two guys um that I'm probably going to uh, be selecting one of. Um and then uh um Poku has been looking great. Um yes. you know Priced up a little bit, 6,100 on FanDuel, 6,700 on DK. I've got to take a look at him versus other options. It's a good spot for him, um, but it just might be priced a little too high. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, he's been getting to his number. He hasn't been blowing it out, but he's been getting yeah. to his number. You know, I'm considering Poku, especially at the 6-1 number. I think, you know, the consistency on his minutes has been there. 
Uh, Olivier Saar off the bench had a big game for them. So it's starting to get to the point now where the risk we reward on these Thunder players are, are scary because Maladon crushed for me and he crushed me, both sides of that. Vid Krejci is, is showing a lot of upside. Aaron Wiggins, like you said, had a great game here. pokachevsky has been steady. You're getting some, you know, a SAR off the bench and a couple of their other guys, Lindy Waters. So it's starting to get too risk for the reward type of scenario and uh, not real crazy about going to anybody. Now, if I need one last, you know, cheap spot in or mid-range spot, maybe a Poku or Krejci or even Maladon, I'm not eliminating, but they're not going to be my first guys in. It, they'd have to fit the build. Um, for Portland, it, you know, I almost feel the same way. Greg Brown got it done for me last time. He was cheap. Really, the you know, the best play, not really dollar for dollar because he's 7'5", but the guy probably with the highest ceiling is, is Eubanks because yeah. he's gotten the majority of the center minutes. Thunder cannot defend the center position at all. You know, and then you could say the same thing on the other side with Roby. He is getting more minutes at 6'8", but... Do you really want to take a center spot up with exactly. playing with Eubanks yeah. and Roby? I That's mean, it. it's a Don't hard pill to swallow, but I'm not saying they can't get there. I could see uh, either one of them 5X plus 10, you know? So it's a, it's a tough yeah. call. Yeah, it's just not uh, – yeah, that, and that might be the, you know, fortune favors the brave. Somebody's going to go down that path and pick, uh, you know, Roby at 7K. <laughs> All right, hats off to them. Yeah, and I mean, if you have the courage, really, for any of these guys from either side, I don't think there's anybody that'd say, okay, this guy's a, a you know, stone-cold lock here. I mean, even Williams and Dunn, they're just, you know, both teams obviously playing for more ping-pong balls and rotating guys, yeah, yeah. a lot of risk. And you're right, yeah. though. I mean, an optimal lineup that takes something down could have a player or two from this game. But you're also going to have tons of teams that get sunk with a couple players from this game. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's jump <laughs> to the final All right. 8 o'clock game. Let's it's the it. Milwaukee Bucks-Chicago Bulls. A lot better game here. Milwaukee's a road favorite, five and a half. It's a 233.5 total, 119.5 for Milwaukee, 114 for the Chicago Bulls. As far as uh, anybody that's out in this game, for the Milwaukee Bucks, we have um, – where are the Milwaukee Bucks? They disappeared. They are Giannis Probable, so we're counting him in. And uh, Vildoza is out. I know that was your key play of the day, right? <laughs> Damn. And you know what? They, they are so desperate to pretend like they're the Mavs, and this is for Crash Davis. I'm speaking to you, Crash. They picked up Luca. Vildoza, just because his name's Luca. How about, isn't that sad? <laughs> and then for Chicago, we've got Zach Levine, probable. I've got him in. Lonzo Ball still out. So in essence, nobody's sitting in this game. It's a full, full-fledged game. Uh, what are their their records? They're forty-eight and thirty, and forty-five and thirty-three. So they're all both toiling for positionality in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, statistically, Milwaukee 8th in pace, Chicago 16th. It is the first night of a back-to-back -back for Chicago, so that could come into play. 
Defensively, both teams not playing as well defensively as they had anticipated, uh, certainly this season. Milwaukee's toiled right in the middle of the league at 14th, and Chicago's down to 21. So I don't know, Deb. You got a lot of high-priced guys in this game. What are you thinking? I am going to be like very concise on this game. Um, I don't want to go way up to the highest price of guys. I think Giannis is too expensive um, for this game format. Um, Middleton's not playing well. Um, DeRozan faces a really tough matchup. Yeah. So, but the guys that I like on Milwaukee are Holiday. Um, He's, he's playing well. He plays well against Chicago He's fairly priced, 8,600 on FanDuel, 8,800 on DK. I think he's the the key guy who exceeds his number on Milwaukee tonight. Um, I'm still keeping Lopez in my pool. I know you can't stand him, but he did come through with me last game. And, you know, against Vukovic, um, value center option is just 4,300. So I cannot, I can't, I cannot ignore that value at that position. I will be considering him. And then on Chicago, only guy I'm looking at is Levine. Um, if he's on with his threes tonight, he's going to be um, the top play of this game. He's only 7,200 on FanDuel and 7,800 on DK. I like Levine when he's under 8K, and I think this is a decent matchup for him. Um, I assume he plays, and that, that's going to be who I look at. Makes sense. Uh, we're way different on this game as well, which is cool. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have two totally different builds today, and that's great. Yeah, I love totally. It. I, I love Giannis here. I'm taking him. I you know I've you, I've been talking about value so far on all these games. I have all these cheap guys, and I'm saving up for a couple of these big dogs here at the end. Giannis being one of them. I just think Chicago's really had trouble against power forwards, and that's what Giannis really is. He's a four, but he's a three and a five, but mainly a four. And you know if they played down in size with DeRozan starting at the four, and Vuk not a good interior defender, I think it's just boxcars for Giannis I think it stays close enough and they want to win so I'm looking for one of those 70 80 burger type scenarios for Giannis here and I'm rolling the dice uh, on him every all the other good players for both teams I won't waste time you know the holidays and and Levine's and DeRozan's they're just too expensive for all the usage that will be spread out on these teams because nobody's sitting of their key guys I have found you know, potential to get a holiday Middleton or, you know, Levine or, or, or one of these guys, if, or DeRozan, if there's other guys sitting, but everybody's in Giannis is sort of immune to that because he's Giannis. So it's going to be Giannis or bust for me in this game. And then I'm going to dive to the next one. I love it. (laughs) All right. We have two nine o'clock games, Deb. The first one is the San Antonio Spurs and the Denver Nuggets. Denver by nine, 234 and a half total, 112.75 for San Antonio, 121.75 for the Denver Nuggets. So this um, this is another one of those games that you got to think, okay, what's this rotation going to look like? What's going to take place here? San Antonio uh, has Langford uh, uh, questionable. So maybe Romeo Langford gets a few minutes to confuse things more. Uh, Landell McDermott and, of course, DeJounte Murray are out. Denver, it's Kanchar, Murray, Najee, and Porter out as usual. So they've been playing with that same group now for quite a while. Spurs fourth in pace, so good pace up for Denver. Denver 20th, 
two below average defensive teams, 17th and 19th. So I'll just say this and then I'll let you lead the way. My final uh, value dude is Trey Jones. I love Trey Jones. I like him as their point guard with Murray out. And then I'll totally. let you do the rest. <laughs> totally. Chalk, chalky Trey Jones, right? Yeah, he'll be chalky. He feels like another free square, but I, I love him as well. Um, so, yep, we're both we're both in the same place on that one. Um, the other guy for me on uh, San Antonio, uh, boy, Keldon Johnson, who's burned me so much in the past, but, you know, he's been really consistent. He's averaged over 35 FanDuel points in his last 10 games. Yeah. He's 7-3 on FanDuel, 6-7 on DK. He's definitely going to be in my mix. Um, they, you know, they need offense and, uh, you know, with, with Murray out, he's, he's the guy. So, um, so I am definitely going to consider him. Um, and I'm probably not going to consider any more on, on San Antonio at this point, given the, given the big slate, I feel really good about those two guys on the Denver side. So obviously if you're going Giannis, you're not going to trade up to the Joker. I love the Joker here. Similarly mm-hmm. priced 12K on FanDuel, 12.5 on DK, but boy, is he worth it. I yeah. say stick them in and enjoy your 70 plus night from, from Joker. Um, he is, uh, he's the center um, that I uh, probably look at uh, the most. Um, and, you know, I think we talked the other, the other day about the point guard position here and, and we, um, you know, we discussed Bones versus Morris, Morris being the starter and Bones having a little more upside. Um, and I don't disagree, yeah. but I think Morris has really found his stride as, at the starting point guard. And at 4,800, right. he's another nice value play, which I'll take against this San Antonio backcourt. So I'm looking to uh, to play him as well. Yep, I don't blame you. Um, and he has started to play really good ball, but I'm still worried about some of those minutes. You know, it's a nine-point spread, which isn't that much. But, you know, just Denver's, you know, having to, to get it done right now. They're battling for that position. They're three, four, five, six, all still up for grabs in the West. So having a home court advantage is monster. Spurs having to travel well out of it, no Murray. And in Denver, in the, high, in the altitude, I just – this game doesn't feel great to me. Uh, so with all these millions of choices, I think, you know, I'll accept Trey Jones. I'm comfortable with that because of the cheap price and the big minutes and he's playing well. Um, and then probably not going to go anywhere else uh, in this game. I know Keldon Johnson uh, can throw up some decent games, but there are other guys in that six mid six range that, that I like a little bit better. So um, all right. If for some reason I didn't go to Giannis, the pivot would be to Joker. You're absolutely right. Those those two should be the two highest scoring players on the slate. No question about it. And there may be on FanDuel a way that I can get both of them. I'm just saying there is potential. All right. All so right. My first lineup will probably just have Giannis, but I am going to create a second lineup that I'll give to our uh, in, in Discord at Lock where I will have, because I've already built it with Giannis and the Joker in there. So it's possible. Love it. Awesome. All right. right, The other nine o'clock game is Memphis Grizzlies and Utah Jazz. It is Utah by five and a half, 224 total, 109.25 for Memphis, 114.75 for the Utah Jazz. Injuries here, Dylan Brooks, doubtful, John Morant, uh, Terry and Tilly all out 
For Utah, it's just forest questionable. Um, so definitely Memphis not at full strength, but they still find ways to keep winning. Utah is on the first night of a back-to-back, so that's uh, a bit of a uh, something to consider there. Memphis third in pace, Utah 22nd. So big pace up for the Jazz here. Defensively, though, Memphis is fourth and Utah 12th. So you do have two very respectable defenses here for a total as, as solid, really, as a 224. So this, this one's a little bit difficult as well. Two teams, you know, jockeying uh, for the playoffs, uh, you know, as well in the West. So how do you look at this one? Pass. Pass? Pass. <laughs> Okay. That, this is the game that I'm uh, that I'm passing on. I think it is a decent total, but two great defenses. Um, it's a pace down for for Memphis, so right there right. that takes a lot of uh, the Memphis guys out for me. Yep. I don't think anyone is you know I don't think there's any great pricing here to look at. I mean you could you know Mitchell always seems to be somewhere between you know eight and eight point eight, and he's there to, he's there tonight and. You know, he hasn't really been um, smashing this year. Um, I just think there's a number of guys that um, can get their get their points up. And, um, you know, I'm just not not too comfortable, like putting a stake in the ground on anyone here. I'm a a full on pass. I don't blame you. And, you know, if I have the extra money, it's funny. I may go from one point guard T. Jones to the other point guard T. Jones from Trey Jones to Tyus Jones is possible. I may make that switch, but Tyus is two grand more. So I will be evaluating that, but I agree with you. I just don't think this game, you really have to push it here. Um, And there's, you know, there's some defensive matchups that are a little uh, dicey and really, you know, with, with having Brooks out doesn't change things that much. Now, you know, I will say this though, when Morant, and Baines or or Brooks are out. Desmond Bain has been the guy that they go to. So I know he's seven, four, but I really do want to try to get him into a lineup. He's not going to be a plug and play for me, but if I did have, you know, come out of this game with one player, statistically, I could go through all of them and and you just can't break everything down with 24 teams playing. But they, you know, with Brooks and Moran out, Bain has been a monster. Yeah. So that will yeah. be the one spot I'm going to consider. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely the guy that I was looking at um, the most. Um, but I just, at that price point, you know, against a good defense, I just didn't see him having a breakout. The only other guy that I was, you know, you know, even eyeing was Melton for the same reason with Brooks and uh, Moran both out. Right. Um, he's going to get the minutes and he can put, you know, he can put some shots up, but uh, yeah. again, just price pricing wise, I wasn't too excited about anyone here. I don't blame you. All right. We have two late games, a 10 and a 10 30. The 10 o'clock game is the Pelicans and Kings. The Pelicans are favored by eight. It's a two twenty-five and a half total one sixteen point seven five uh implied for the Pels one Oh eight point seven five for the Sacramento Kings. Joe Val is probable. So we expect him to play. Uh, Zion, we know, still out. And then for Sacramento, Alex Len questionable. And then Davis, Fox, and Sabonis have been out. So somewhat same old, same old with these two teams. 
You've got the Pels 21st in pace, Sacramento 6th, so good pace up for the, the Pels. Defensively, below average for Pelicans 18th, very poor for Sacramento 27th. Right, there's some value plays here. There's some buyout potential. What do you think on this one? It's a sneaky game. Yeah, a little bit sneaky. I, you know, I uh, did you have um, Valencianus on the injury report on your end? Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, I have as probable. Okay, okay, because I have him as uh, questionable, and I'm, I'm, I'd like to hear the news on that um, because I do think that um, one sneaky play would be to go to Hernan Gomez if he's out against. Oh, without uh, question, Sacramento. Yeah. yeah, Hernan Gomez is a great play if he sits, but the updated news I have is Joe Val. Probable. It's probable. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, on the, on the Pelican side, like you said, pace up, um, we'll get back to that question that we've been having since Ingram's been back and it's, you know, McCollum or Ingram and do they both cancel each other out or, right. you know, can, can you pick the right guy to, to who's going to go off at, that night? Um, I, they're both priced pretty high. Um, I'm leaning slightly. I, I am considering taking one of them because of the total um, and because of the, uh, you know, the defense of Sacramento. I'm leaning slightly towards Ingram tonight, um, 8K on DK, um, but neither is a shoe in Again, there's just so many guys on this slate. You know, I really want to look for where I think, you know, it's more likely to be a, a lock on value. So, um, but I am going to be considering Ingram. Um I don't have anyone else that I'm really excited about on the on the Pelican side. I, I think usage wise, with both Ingram and McCollum playing, they take up the monster share. And then if Valencianus is playing as well, you know that's pretty much it. Um, right. So at at full strength, I don't really see some of those value guys like an Alvarado or a Hayes or those guys no. really coming to bear. Um, on the Sacramento side, I think Mitchell continues to be um, a solid play. He's um, 7,200 on FanDuel, 7,900 on DK. I yeah. do like other options better um, tonight um, on this slate, but I think I, you know, he's not a he's not a bad play um, at those prices, and and uh, and given uh, the the weak defense against the Pelicans backcourt, yeah. and then uh, Jones has been playing very well, um, Damian Jones, and you could go to him um, as a cheaper option at center. Um, at 5,500 on FanDuel. He's actually 6,600 on DK, but she's getting up there. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, yeah, it's not a, um, it's not going to be a huge game for me here. Surpri surprisingly, and I have this feeling you're going to come in a different, a different place, but uh, um, there, there could be some, you know, some meat here, but I, I'm just, I'm staying away. You know, it's funny. I am going to come in a different place. I'm going to pass the game completely. <laughs> okay. I'm shocking you today. I am <laughs> throwing curveballs. I'm getting ready for baseball. I'm bringing you that huge curve. I love it. Yeah. I love it. The bottom line is this I like the Pell's guys, but McCollum's 8 7, Ingram's 8, Valachunas 8 5. So you've got three guys north of 8K, uh, you know, that they've got to cannibalize each other a bit. I mean, I just don't see how they don't, I mean, you're not going to have all three of them going for 65 or 70, you know, it's right. just not going to happen. So, uh, you know, it's just a process of elimination for me on uh, pricing with all three guys. Yes. They're by far the three best players on their team, 
and they'll probably all do decently, but you can't spend 8K plus and get 45 and be happy with it. It's just not going to work. Um, you know, so for that side, you know, not just not uh, going to pull the plug there or, or push the button, I should say. I am going to pull the plug. Oh, yes, God. I'm not playing any of them. Um, on the King side, you know, Davion Mitchell's got the point now price-wise. You know, when you're flirting with 8K, that's some serious company. Yes, he's playing great. Yes, he's their, you know, leader now with, with everybody else out. But I, I'm not going to that number. Uh, just a little bit too high for me. If I went to anybody, it'd be, you know, either Barnes at 6'2", or, or, you know, Damian Jones at 5'6 on Fandle, but not 6'6 on DraftKings. But it worries me that Alex Len is, is questionable. He may get some minutes and take a few from, from Damian Jones. They're going to play Met too, but not enough that I want to play him. Uh, you know, with DiVincenzo in the mix and Lamb and Holiday. I just, yeah, too risky. I'm, I'm with too you. Risky. Not not our favorite game. Okay. No. All right, let's move on to the last game, and it's an interesting and fun one. Yeah, <laughs> L.A. Lakers, Phoenix Suns, Phoenix by 11 and a half, 232 and a half total, 110 and a half implied for the Lakers, 122, nice number for the Phoenix Suns. And again, you know, we sit here in the morning trying to determine a game that's going to play 12 hours later, and we don't know if LeBron or Davis are going to play. They're both listed as questionable, so we need to dig in and find out that news because if they don't play, you know, this game probably blows out immensely. If they do play, then it's a whole different conversation. But those two are questionable. For Phoenix, you've got Booker, Crowder, and Aiton probable, so we think they're all in. Just the two guys, Kaminsky and Sarge, are out. So Phoenix at full strength, and the Lakers with the two most key guys – uh, possibly in, possibly out. We've got uh, Lakers seventh in pace and Phoenix ninth, so that is very exciting. Um, Lakers not good defensively on 20, uh, 23rd, so that makes more interest in the Suns. But the Suns are third defensively so and at full strength. So very interesting. It is the first night of a back-to-back for Phoenix, so if they do get a, a healthy lead, I don't think Monty really pushes them. And why don't you share? You, you got the Monty Williams hat on. Got the Monty hat. Yeah. That's right. So it's uh, basically what you do is more important than what you say. WD greater than WS. It's a great uh, mantra of his. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. So are you on the Suns then since you're sporting the Monte hat? Oh, man, you know, I'd love to be on the Suns. Um, but I think the challenge is, given that it's the late game, I think we don't get the news on LeBron and AD early enough. And okay. I'm certainly not willing to put those guys in if there's a greater than 50-50 chance that they're not going to play, which is, mm -hmm. you know, where it's at right now. So, um, you know, I think that you got to watch out for blowout. Um, there's definitely blowout potential. This thing, I mean, you know, this thing blows out if uh, if they don't play. Right. Um, so, you know, given Booker's price point, um, too risky to go for him um, at 9K it, with the risk of a blowout. Um, Aiton's the first guy to lose minutes in a blowout, so I'd stay clear there as well. Right. Um, 
you don't you don't want to uh, you know assume anything and and start playing the backups. Um, but um, there's some possibility with um, um, campaign. You know, he's going to get some minutes regardless, blowout or not, and even more if it's blowout. So he's someone that I might be considering. Um, okay. I do also like Chris Paul at, you know, 8K. Um, you know, I'll take him against Westbrook any day. Um, but again, you know, he may he may play a few few less minutes if uh, if it is truly a blowout. So this one's a real tough one for me. Um, if I do get the news that uh, one or both of those guys are sitting um, I'm interested in a campaign. And if we get the news that they're in, I like Chris Paul. Interesting. Uh, for, I'm good. This is where I'm going to play a little late swap bingo here. I'm going to put either LeBron or AD in my lineup. And I'm expecting that I'll have the news by the Pelicans Kings game at 10 o'clock. This way I'll have a two V two setup where if they both both sit, uh, then I can flip and, go to, you know, if I had to, I'd go to a McCollum Ingram or Joval in the first, in the game before, get a secondary guy in this game. If just LeBron plays and AD sits or vice versa, then I can go to that other Laker and I'll have positionality figured out so I can do a double switch. But I, I'm feeling like I want one of these Lakers vein uh, guys here. I, I'm thinking they can hang in if, if they play. If they both play, I'm still good with LeBron here. I, I think that, you know, or Davis, if, if, if it went the other route, I just think it's a it can stay close enough. Uh, even though they didn't play well and they got beat, it was a close game the other day before LeBron sat. He was diving into the crowd for the ball, and they were really trying to finish with some pride. So I do think that everybody's going to be afraid of what's going to happen. They're not going to have – late swap set up so i'll have one of those guys in the in the spot where you could pivot them easier on some of the sites or i'll have a 2v2 ready to go so i would like some lakers uh either uh james or davis if they play uh exposure here and if i went with somebody on the phoenix side you know it, it makes it very tough here but i do think you're right on chris paul at 8-2 i think he's in a good spot and I think he's feeling good and playing well. And if it stays closer, uh, this is the kind of game where he could just dice up the Lakers. So uh, I may go into this last game with a lot of interest, um, but we'll see how the news goes throughout the day. Yeah, I like your take on the, you know, kind of the late night switch. And uh, I won't take that approach with LeBron or AD. I just think that um, you're probably coming down in my mind a little bit if you have to switch to a, you know, to a, an Ingram or McCollum. And uh, I'm not even sure that, you know, LeBron, you know, is fully healthy to be able, I mean, he'll, he'll put it all out there if he plays, but is he fully right. healthy against a strong Phoenix defense to, to get you that, you know, 60 plus game. Um, True. But, but I think it's a really interesting way to approach it with somebody like a, like a Paul where, you know, right. maybe you have you have him and you slot him in. And then if you find out that those guys are sitting, you can pivot to an Ingram or a McCollum. Right. Figuring out how to do that. So I do uh, I do that approach is that strategy makes a lot of sense. It gives you some options, you know. Yeah, I like it. All right. Awesome. Well, we are wrapped up here. Huge slate uh, and uh, should be a very interesting one. A lot of moving parts. 
Stay in touch with us here at Coach Talk throughout the day. We'll be updating everything in Discord as we go. DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, you can join us there for as little as three days, 10 bucks, catch the Masters, opening day of baseball, this phenomenal final week of the NBA. We would love to have you. Also want to thank our presenting sponsor, Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com. Make sure to sign up. First-time users, first deposit. Use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space. You'd get uh, prize picks matching you all the way up to 100 bucks on that first deposit. So thank you very much, Deb. It was a lot of fun. Um, I know that you're going to be traveling here the next Tuesday, Sunday. So have a fantastic trip. Uh, we will be filling in. And then when you get back, um, you will be right in the middle of the playoffs. So it's we'll have playoff to- time. That's right. So I've won a lot of money with you, coach, during the playoffs the past couple of years. So we're going to do it again. Uh, you know what? We seem to really, really uh, do well in the NBA playoffs. Our winning percentage goes up uh, even pretty sharp. So we're very excited about that and looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward, I'm sure everybody else is, to get your input on it this year as well. So be fun. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again. Have a great day. Have a great uh, week off or doing what you're doing and for everybody else out there you know have a great tuesday uh let's just enjoy all this sports action and uh, make sure to tune in to us we'll have our prize picks pod also up shortly so thanks so much for listening in for deb lutz i am joe sarvati affectionately known as coach we'll see you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in nba dfs <laughs>